0: Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the 2 Compass Basketball Podcast. Today we'll be covering the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 drama, as well as our takes on who move on. We also spill all the tea on the recent KD and Michael Rappaport drama, and we give you our quick takes on the trade deadline and buyout market. As always, you are proudly partnered with Amateur Hour Sports Network, so check us out on their website, as well as anything 2 Compass on our link tree in our IG bio. But first, know it all, blast that beat one more time. All right, we're back with another week. Another week, college basketball has gone by. The round of six, sweet sixteen, not round of sixteen, the sweet sixteen, and the elite have gone by. Honestly, it feels like this week. Uh, there's been a lot of basketball this week, and I feel like this week's gone really long just because all the basketball. But before we get into it, I want to say hi to my lovely co-hosts that I usually have on the sh- on the pod, and that is Andres and Liam. I had Andres first this time. Yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up, followers? We're here for another round. Some juicy talk, and I'm looking forward to it because um my locks went in for the final four. I don't know if we had the discussion on the podcast, but I told Liam in our group chat that Baylor and Gonzaga are definite locks, and I got a lot of slack for it. So I'm happy that we're here and we get to talk about it.
1: Yeah, okay. And uh,
0: Liam, I see you. I see you straight straight from the lab.
1: I'm straight from the lab today. Yeah. Um, but I just want to say, Dre, I stand by what I said. There's no such thing as a final four <laughs> lock. You were right this time, but I guarantee a couple years ago when Zion was on Duke, you were like, oh, you were thinking, oh, they're a lock for the Final Four, too. And that was my broader point was that there's no such thing as an absolute lock for the Final Four. Um But having said all that, Daniel, congratulations on Baylor making their first final four since Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. World War II almost.
0: Yeah, (laughs) uh, honestly, no, like honestly straight up. It's not even that's yeah, that's facts. Um but no, thank you, Liam. I appreciate it. Some people try to downplay my happiness in the group chat. I wasn't having it. I was living, living it up at like 1 a.m. when I had to work the next day. But uh, yeah, super super happy to be here. Uh, I deserved every, every bit of this glory as a loyal Baylor, Baylor fan. Never hopped on any of the big teams. Suffered through the lows and a T-Tournament wins That's true. and he everything did, like that. You so, did have lows. So yeah, congrats yeah, for you yeah, as well. So I'm, uh, well I, 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 I deserve this more than the players do, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're there longer, if you want to really put yeah. a, We really want to do this.
1: That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, no. Uh, yeah, but that, that's been a super exciting week, not just for me because as a Baylor fan, they went through, but because we have some very, very exciting games, uh, we're going to kind of do a brief uh, review of all of them. Uh, we'll go region by region and then see if we have any time to sprinkle in a little bit of a... Some NBA drama that's happened this week because we haven't talked about the NBA in a while. Does that even does that even exist? I don't even know to hmm. be honest. I'm so focused on college basketball. Um, but yeah, so let's go through the West region. I'll get your guys' takes on what you guys um, watched and how you felt about the games and stuff like that. But we so in the West region we had Gonzaga one facing um, off against Crane five and USC. Six facing off against Oregon seven. So Liam, what'd you what'd you think of those games going to the Speed 16 and then the Elite Eight?
1: Yeah, well, I mean Gonzaga rolled pretty easily as we've kind of grown accustomed to um so far on the uh uh for March badness this year. Uh I expected USC yeah. Oregon to be a lot closer, um, but or- USC just killed mm-hmm. them, man. It wasn't even it wasn't even close. Yeah. Um and uh yeah yeah ended up going with with USC and Liam's Locks. so wasn't my most confident pick but uh we, they don't need to they don't need to to know that at the end of the day it was an easy win um <laughs> yeah I don't know I guess Oregon maybe they just the reason I ended up going with them is because USC both teams have looked great but Oregon got the buy cuz of ECU so they looked good for one game USC looked good for two so I thought maybe they've looked good for one game longer that was basically it and I don't know it turned out to be the difference the size mismatch, uh, was big. Um, so I don't know. I, I th- also thought Iowa was going to be able to use their size to, to beat Oregon, but that didn't happen. Um, but USC, I guess, uh, they got the better prospects. So, so there you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not much to say on the Gonzaga one though, right? It's been all, all kind of straightforward. Most Gonzaga games are the same, close a little bit at the start and then. They just got waves and waves of talent and attack that, uh, that come at you. Um, and then yeah. I did expect USC to keep it closer than, uh, than that, but Gonzaga rolls through them as well, guys. So I don't know, not the most entertaining mm-hmm. of, uh, of Sweet 16 regions, Elite no. 8 matches in yeah. this region. Yeah.
0: For sure. How about you, Andrew? What, what was your takeaways from uh from my the, my is that I'm kind of regretting every single bad word I said about Gonzaga. Because um, <laughs> to even doubt them in any like any of my brackets was like, uh, just like I just I would have saved myself probably like a good twenty minutes of stress out of every bracket to seeing when they're gonna yeah. choke, but they didn't and they're destroying teams. So yeah, my takeaways: don't doubt great talent when there's great talent. You're undefeated for a reason. I know some people kind of go back and say undefeated teams are gonna lose no matter what, since we didn't have we haven't had one in like what forty years, fifty years, something like that um so yeah that's one of my takeaway on gonzaga and like liam said that usc that pac 12 matchup i thought it was gonna be a lot closer as well but it just yeah. saw the mobley the mobley brothers are just so talented and just absolutely destroyed oregon and kansas and drake whoever they played along the way but in the end has stood no chance against gonzaga but yeah we're hoping for closer matchups in an elite eight matchup but that's gonzaga for you this year yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I definitely agree. Um, I was definitely one of the ones the people are saying, Oh, I want to, I want to see Gonzaga punched first, but I don't even think Gonzaga lets people punch them first. So that's probably never going to happen. So I think they're just going to continue to roll through. I did say in like our group chat that I think USC is going to be like a, one of their tough, Gonzaga's toughest matches. So it'll be interesting to see what, I mean, we say matches because we're used to soccer, but games, um, because, uh, because they are so talented going through Drake, Kansas and Oregon. Um but yeah, they showed no match for Gonzaga going get Gonzaga absolutely pumped him. And uh yeah, there's nothing nothing much to say. Luckily enough, I did have USC and Gonzaga projected lead A here. There you go. Um so it was a that was yeah, that was a little bit of a bonus, but seeing Gonzaga roll through kind of makes me as a bear fan a little a little weary of Gonzaga, but we kind of knew all along, people have been saying it all along that they're the number one team in the country and stuff like that. So yeah. if anything it makes me just more anxious to hopefully Baylor play them and maybe prove some people wrong. We'll so I hope, I hope the, uh, we get
1: that matchup. The, it was, I was expecting it to be a lot better because the USC defense, the USC two-point defense is like top three in the country or something, and Gonzaga two-point offense mm-hmm. is number one in the country. So yeah, going into the game, like it was 64%. a bit of a – Yeah, it it's was like going to be like a uh, – what's the saying? Unstoppable force versus the immovable object, but it uh, obviously went the way of the unstoppable force.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right d- with that Do you d- d- take me? MVP of the tournament so far.
1: Did you see his uh, uh his celebration, the dropping dime celebration where he he like pretended when he he threw the pass into uh Kispert, I think was cutting and he got the basket and he reached down, pretended kind of, there was a dime on the ground and picked it up and put it <laughs> in his <pocket>. That's great. <laughs> What a legend. Is <laughs> a bit over the what top, but yeah, yeah. I found it funny. Or, or,
0: or, or, or all the times where he like scores a layup, he'll just like rub like br- brush his mustache with his two fingers and like put put his hands up after. Mm-hmm. The guy, the guy's yeah, legendary legend. celebration. H- H- him and Krutwig are my top two. That's yeah, so far for sure. Favorites. Yeah. So okay. So that basically rounds up the West region. It's kind of what we expected um, to happen. So there's nothing, nothing really a shocker there. Uh, but let's move on to the South region, where my Baylor Bears uh, came out with some big wins. Um, the Sweet Sixteen, Baylor. The one seed played Villanova, the the five seed, which is, was shocking to some, considering they people ruled out Villanova in the first round, as we discussed, including some of us, including me, and, me. and then and me, yeah, so all of us, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, the other matchup in the C sixteen was Arkansas or Roberts, and this one was a doozy. Oh, man. Um, a lot of people, including Liam or Roberts, uh, number one fan, yeah. were going for. We're going for them to push through and make it make another big upset, but that unfortunately didn't happen. But uh, it was a good game nonetheless. And then Baylor played Arkansas uh, on what was it? Today's Wednesday, right? So Tuesday, no Monday, so two days ago. And uh, yeah, we saw we know the results of that one. So what do you what you guys think? Andres will take this one first. What do you guys think of the results um, of this region for Sweet Sixteen early date? Um, I thought like I thought Baylor because I think if you're a casual fan. Like Baylor, what led through like both games fully. I don't think they ever trailed. I don't know if you can correct me if I'm wrong, Daniel, but I don't think they ever trailed in any of the games. They just, they cut it within like two possessions, maybe the most. So, like, I yeah, think, I think ever... uh, they, yeah, like, like, but prior to the Villanova game, yeah, like they, Wisconsin, the lowest scoring total was, I believe, seven. Yeah. Like, that, like the difference was. So, uh, so, so yeah. like, I, th- I think, like, as an average, I think if you're like an average fan, you see Baylor and you see them as like heavyweight. And I know, as people who had like some stake in Baylor, we're like, oh man, they're 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 cutting it close with a few teams. Like they're starting to make me doubt a little bit. But in the end, you're leading for most of the game. Like that's like if you're looking at a and like a kind of bird's eye view type thing. Like in the end, Baylor led the whole game, which takes a lot of talent to do. Um, so like I wouldn't be too concerned with Baylor against Houston, in my opinion. But I do I know what well, we can get into it later. But I know some people doubt Houston's um, road to the Final Four. But in the end, I think Baylor will end up. Uh, heading to the finals, but because they are a good team, like I said, like th- just looking throughout the whole all their games, like you can point out Butler hasn't been great um, prior to this Arkansas game because Davion Mitchell, um, or was it? Wait, am I getting my games confused? Wait, was was from foul trouble? No, that was the Arkansas game, right? Yeah, Mitchell
1: yeah, was in Davion foul Mitchell trouble. In in Arkansas Arkansas, yeah,
0: so so prior to the, that game, Butler hasn't really showed up, but I think good good players, like we had the Kisper argument on off the podcast as well. When players are good. I think they'll show up eventually. So this final four is where the players, all Americans should be showing up. So we'll hopefully can see some names there. And then as mm-hmm. for the Arkansas Oral Roberts game, man, I was really hoping Oral Roberts can pull this one off. Yeah. I know we have some Arkansas fans dear to Liam's heart, but <laughs> I was hoping we can at least have like one huge Cinderella story because we obviously didn't know how the UCLA game was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. they they was hard fought. And I mean, the in the end, the, the, obviously the better team won. So, it was it was gonna be, I think, a better matchup because I think Baylor would have absolutely blew Oral Roberts out the water if they played him. So I think it was a better matchup for the Elite Eight. And yeah. What are, what are your what are your thoughts, Liam? Uh
1: I thought the Ace Miss shot was going in. I thought he had won it at the end of <laughs> yeah, the yeah, at the, the end close. of the Arkansas it was a pretty game. good look, too. It, it was a good look. And also, it looked that's
0: good. A, I, this is not not nothing to do with basketball, but that Ace Miss is a is spell very very like strangely like i did not know it was like a smith like that's how you pronounce because yeah, like, i a didn't smith, know
1: a b I? could make a c sound
0: <laughs> 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 i agree it's weird but yeah i continue sorry
1: yeah i thought the shot was going in and uh i mean i think we got to say uh obviously oral roberts the best 15 seed we've ever seen right they won two games and yeah. they took they were an inch of bit, maybe an inch in that shot uh, away from making the elite eight I know Florida Gulf mm-hmm. Coast a few years ago made the Sweet 16, but I'm pretty sure they got blown out. Uh Oral Roberts yeah. was in every game, all exciting games, uh, beat some good teams, almost beat Arkansas to make the Elite Eight. They they had the top scorer in the nation. Plus, they've got O'Banner, who we all became uh, familiar with, and he was awesome as well. So they had some real weapons, not your typical 15 seed. It'll be a few years until we see something like that ever again so I really loved they were one of my favorite storylines of the the tournament Oral Roberts um but what else did I learn I learned not to uh not to do my bracket with my heart and to do it with my head because of course (laughs) I went against Baylor but you watch Baylor play and they just like you guys said they're in control they look so good Mitchell (laughs) as much as he hand checks apparently and that's a point against him (laughs) On, he, offense. Uh, <laughs> on offense, the guy's, a, the guy's a winner, man. The guy's just a winner. Yo, I um, love you
0: some Davion Mitchell. Yeah. Vital,
1: Vital is a glue guy as well. Um, they've just yeah. got so many winners on their team that even with Butler not having the greatest tournament, they're able to, to patch mm-hmm. things together. And they have bad shooting games, they have bad whatever games foul trouble. They can work through it. I was telling Dre before uh, before we uh, we jumped on here. I hope that the uh the perfect final isn't broken up and that we get to see the two best teams in the country come together and play each other. It would be pretty annoying to see like I don't I think it'd be annoying to see either UCLA or Houston in the final. I'm sure yeah, you're cheering for yeah. UCLA, Dan, but as uh, I, I want to <laughs> see Baylor and Gonzaga go at it, clash of the Titans.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, honestly, like. Like, just to like, kind of echo your sentiments, you yeah, know, like, e- even as a Baylor fan, you obviously, like, want to win the tournament and, and, uh, have that raise that trophy at the end of the day. But, um, I don't know. It just wouldn't feel right if Baylor went up against, like, UCLA and, like, we beat them. It just wouldn't feel right. Cause then you saw that, the pending, uh, yeah. like, Gonzaga matchup that should have happened in the beginning of the year.
1: Or, I'm sure not you'd not get past year, it. Like near, I'm sure you'd
0: get over it. Yeah, i get over it, like, really <laughs> quick. Like, <laughs> in, like, two seconds. Just pass by, like, two seconds. Right, yeah. yeah. And it's gone. i will just I'll be, like, thinking about it. Okay, I'm over it. And <laughs> then just, like, <laughs> the music yeah. uh, continues. But, no, that would be, like, a fantastic matchup. I think that would be one of the... Probably one of the best, uh, like, national championship games. Like, going into it, one of the best. Like, we don't know what the result, obviously. Like, maybe one team blows out the other. But going into it, it would be the most hyped. And one of the best, like, we've probably seen in a while. Seeing two, like, one season, yeah. two juggernauts going at it. That would be really yeah. cool. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, just to go into, like, I guess my analysis of the South quickly. Um, yeah, Baylor was in control for most of the games they played. Villanova put up a pretty good challenge with their length. It was pretty, it was kind of hard for Baylor to to kind of get comfortable shooting threes and stuff. But, um, like, Baylor is, they're, like, an outstanding defensive team. And, like, even if they couldn't get it going on the three-point line, um, just, just based off... Just based off turnovers, they just got so many points. So, um, even if they can't score one way, they can score another way. So that's what's su- super dangerous with Baylor. And that happened. You saw in the Arkansas game too. Baylor didn't even hit that many threes, to be honest. Like compared to what they're used to. They're not no. shooting the, like the ball, the three that great this tournament. They're like averaging like 41% or something like that in the season. I think they're averaging like 30, like 35, 36, 34 maybe percent on the tournament. So yeah, they're not shooting it like all too great. Which makes it, I guess, even more dangerous for Baylor. If they get, if they get on like the usual, they could be pretty deadly. So, I don't know. I think Arkansas gave them a good go. I think Villanova was probably their toughest matchup. Um, because it, Villanova made it really close at points. Um, but yeah, Baylor looked really good. The Oral Roberts, like Liam said, it was heartbreaking. I want to see Oral Roberts pull through. But yeah, one of the best 15 seeds. If they beat Arkansas, they would have beat a two, a seven, and a three on the way yeah. to Elite Date. That's incredible. That's best, pretty incredible. The best
1: 15 seed. i I'm, I'm, I think we can confidently say that ever the, the
0: yeah. best the best yeah yeah definitely definitely from what we can remember but yeah. uh we're not going to reach back in like the the 70s 60s because we don't know but uh yeah no for sure the best we've seen um yeah so yeah baylor looking pretty really good um i don't know i think houston like i want to say we'll talk about them later but um i don't want to be like jinx anything i'm not really a firm believer jinxes but houston does not look as good as, as some of the teams that Baylor played already. Even though they are a Final Four contender, but we'll talk about it later. I think they should be pretty comfortable there. We'll see though. Uh, we just need Butler to get going. He's our best player. Um, he hasn't been playing that good, but like you said, it's pretty dangerous to have Butler, your best player in All American. Um, like he was an All American first team to be able to not play the greatest, but also he's still winning by like double digits almost every game. Um, you have like even Davion Mitchell, our our best player of the tournament so far, got really early foul trouble against Arkansas. We immediately put in Flagler and it was like, I'm not saying there wasn't a difference, but he, he was able to carry his weight, score a bunch of big buckets, still play good defense, had a couple really cr- like crucial steals in the first half to kind of get Arkansas off to rhythm. And, uh, yeah, it just, it's just ridiculous. Like Baylor's bench. And their depth that they have is, is stupid. Like you have Flagler coming off the bench, you have uh Meyer coming off the bench, you have uh Chama Chachua coming off the bench too. Like you could just change any piece, it's just ridi- ridiculous how how deep they are. Uh they're not ridiculously big, but they do have floatamba still and, and chama cha still. So Can Can Chachua? I mean, they're, they're pretty dangerous.
1: Chamwa Chachua's hmm? first team all name. Yeah, for yeah.
0: sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Can we talk about how Maceo Teague shoots the ball? Like how hitch. Yeah, like, no, <laughs> how, how is that even possible? Like, what? Yeah. He takes like 15 yeah. seconds to, to make a release. Yeah. He looks even, like he's hurt.
1: He looks like he's got yeah. some, yeah, some yeah. hurt with yeah, his shoulder like or something. He's like, <laughs> but I don't know. He hit some big shots in the game, so I guess if it works yeah, for him. Yeah, he you,
0: did. He had 22 points. Who's to,
1: my, fixed... who's to say my stroke is broken now? I don't want to yeah, hear any exactly yeah, of that my stroke. Give you some inspiration. <laughs> if if, if Lonzo
0: to fixes his stroke going into the NBA, oh man, I don't even know how Maceo T is going to adjust. Yeah. yeah. At least Miss goes up straight. Lonzo ball went up like sideways. Yeah, but so. it takes him like 20 seconds to go up straight. Yeah. I'm sure when you, if you focus on it, you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to fix it. Um but yeah, no, I think so. I think that that's kind of my takeaways. I know I'm bragging more about Baylor than I should, but there's a lot to brag about. Now let's uh let, let's move on to uh the east. This was a very exciting uh region, even from the get go with some big upsets, but we will talk about mostly the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. Um, we had Michigan playoff against Florida State, and we have UCLA against Alabama. Um, so, yeah, Liam, just t- take us through um, what you saw here and your t- any of your takeaways.
1: Uh, my biggest takeaway is uh, should, uh, should NBA players start wearing shorter shorts? And that's, of course, <laughs> <happens> <laughs> to the, oh, uh, the Alabama-UCLA last minute. Yeah. I, was, I think, was it a tie game? Or it was a one point game. It was at least one. Yeah, it was one game. point.
0: It was a one I point. I think it might have been literally yeah. one
1: point, and yeah. the ball goes off. Man. Who is defending it? Was at Hawke's foot? And it hits. Uh, yeah. The the Bama guard there on the yeah. literally, it's like when you like I'm a teacher. Obviously, you guys know that. So when it's like when uh when you're playing like everybody's it tag or something, and they're like. I tagged you. And the other kid's like, no, you just got my shirt. It doesn't count if it gets your shirt. Yeah. So now we know apparently it does count in tag if you tag the shirt because the shirt is yeah. part of you. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball rules. Got you gotta go ba- basketball rules. Basketball rules. Yeah, I'll exactly. Be basketball tag. rules. So, um, that's probably what, um, what the Bama player, it was the, what's his name? The guy with the long hair there. Um, uh, I yeah, can't his get name escapes it. me right now, but he had a good game yeah. anyway, but. Mm-hmm. It, uh, <laughs> that's probably what he was saying to the refs. No, ref, it doesn't count. It was just my shorts didn't touch my body. Um, schoolyard, schoolyard rules, but I guess it is if it touches your shorts. Um, crazy how small margins are. I didn't know that either, to be are... honest. I yeah, that. I, I know. I that, learned
0: that day that, that that's a girl. They need, he needs the OGN and OB
1: shorts. I think yeah, like, he two does. Scenes, or the like, two-inch C. Jerome and... on Houston has really short, tight shorts. It yeah. wouldn't, if he was handling there, it wouldn't have hit him. And
0: uh, Or, or maybe Bam uh, what's, what's a guy? What's the guy on uh, on Gonzaga? With he's a, he's a starter with the really tight shorts and long socks, like soccer socks. He looks like he's playing in like the seventies. Oh, is or it cl- is a clerk or something? He's a uh, I don't know. He's he's uh, I think he plays like a like small forwarder. Yeah, like that. No, not yeah. He's a he's a taller one. I he has he has long he always long white socks and like short neck like, shorter like shorts. So it looks like he's playing in like the seventies or eighties. Looking swear. like.
1: Uh... What's his name? Uh, semi-pro guy. think uh, like Jack Jackie Moon. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> it's literally what it looks like. Oh, is a Watson. Yeah, man.
1: The, uh, Maybe Watson, yeah. The margins in that game were tiny. That was a really good game. I was hoping to see Bama Bama win, but UCLA mm. just keeps pulling off these upsets, man. Um, yeah. I was telling Dre as well, but I think before he hopped on, Dan, the, the betting line for the Final Four, this has got to be the biggest... Uh, biggest spread ever in the Final Four. Gonzaga are fourteen and a half point favorites over over UCLA wow. to open up, which is insane. That's crazy. So we'll see if UCLA can shock the world again. I've been, I've been, I picked predicted UCLA to go out round one. So they've shocked me every single game, except I <laughs> I, I, I did pick them a, to to win to beat Abilene Christian, but every other game I thought they would lose, and they just keep on rolling. So yeah, good for them. Uh I think Michigan, I
0: think the, the I think the reason why people like wrote him off, sorry Liam to cut you off is because I think they a lot of people had a lot of faith in Texas. So I think yeah, like, unless you sure. picked UCLA for other reasons other than basketball, I think you uh you probably had them just surviving that one round if you picked that upset. Yeah. I,
1: oh, yeah um, sorry, continue
0: what you're saying. No, I was
1: just gonna move on to the to the Michigan game. Michigan destroyed Florida hmm. State, and that was a game where a lot yeah, of people were thinking Michigan, uh, this, this is going to be the game. I think this is the game Michigan loses. And, uh, Michigan kind of shut up the haters. And after that performance, I was really confident in them making final four, but just goes yeah. to show you anything happens in March. Um, mm-hmm. I think it would have been, I would have preferred to see if Michigan won. I would have liked to see a Michigan Gonzaga because I think Michigan has probably been over the course of the season, the third best team. Um, when it, from, from start to finish, but, uh, you don't always make it there, and UCLA got the best of them. They had some good looks at the end of the game, but the way she goes
0: Wow, yeah. Yeah, say that was more, more than good looks. It was like basically like, uh, probably like shooting a ball in the ocean, for how open air.
1: <laughs> I will say it <laughs> is tough to see, uh, Johnny Juzang absolutely balling out for UCLA when he was deemed surplus Kentucky. to requirements at Kentucky last season. Yeah, so. No. yeah. So uh, bad. that's tough to, <laughs> tough to watch. And Kentucky's job, not Barbie. even in the tournament. Yeah, you got to wonder about that one. Yeah.
0: I mean that doesn't say the same, like the Michigan Florida State was a big was a big letdown. Um, mm, a lot of people are talking yeah. about Florida State's length being a problem, but it turned out that their offense was a problem. Even coaching, like just watching like that game, there was literally ISO ball for the whole like second half. Like I honestly didn't understand what was going on in in uh, Florida State's like coaching uh strategies. Like did they just say, you know what, screw it. Just do whatever you want and let's see, hope we get a bucket a bucket 'cause they're like they were like in disbelief what was going on. Uh, with Michigan defensively they had no idea to crack that labyrinth so I don't know I was a disappointment and then Michigan obviously like played really well on defense and offense so I thought for sure they were going to kill UCLA I think I, I think I was like on record in um on Facebook or in our group chat saying that yeah this is a, this is a route Michigan's just going to kill UCLA and then UCLA proved me wrong once again so yeah. um yeah, and the Alabama game, well, yeah. I mean, I thought Alabama was surging, man. They came back from, like, what, 12 to 14 points? I'm like, this is it. Alabama's going to take this home. Miss free throws yeah. would cost them. That turned, that costly turnover with the shorts cost them, which, no, that's unlucky. Like, I, I can't, you can't blame anyone yeah. for that one, but if they hit that the free throws, you wouldn't of, be uh, in that
1: position. That reminded me of, remember the, the national final, the last national final we saw when there was the, I think it was Moretti on Texas Tech. There was, like, I think, it was a one point game maybe, like last minute of overtime in the national final, and uh it looked like everyone thought the ball was off um was off uh Virginia, but they zoomed in and they barely saw the ball scrape off of his yeah. finger and it was just a tiny market. Oh, yeah, it was kinda that. like that. Um and, like that and I
0: think, wasn't wasn't that um the shorts thing like that was just under two minutes too, I think, wasn't it?
1: Like it, yeah, like, it was the, under like two like, minutes like 10 I think it was like a minute and a half rough.
0: Yeah, like five seconds before that, they wouldn't have been able to review it. So, like, how crazy yeah, that happened, yeah. like right before um, yeah, the two-minute mark. But yeah, just just unlucky for for that play. But I think UCLA mm-hmm. kind of deserved to win that game, anyways. Um, so I mean, I had no arguments other than unless you had Alabama winning the whole thing, then you probably. I had do it. have
1: a I do have a nugget for the Alabama free throws because yeah, they were eleven for twenty five. So a guy I follow on Twitter it is like advanced analytics for college basketball. He said based on their free throw shooting this year, there was less than a 1% chance that Alabama would, if they got 25 free throws, they would hit 11 or less. So they basically Damn. had like their worst oh, possible shit. game from the free throw line. And those points, like literally one point is all it took. One more free throw they would have won. Yeah,
0: this uh, that, yeah. that, so that, that less than a 1% reminds me chance of like that. that would happen. Like a, mm. a, a, when you say that, I, I just picture like a Doctor Strange holding up that one, like in, a, in Avengers
1: <laughs> <laughs> for UCLA. Yeah,
0: one well, well, yeah. like uh, get, him, uh, get, uh, get him to the line. You just see Doctor Strange put up the <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. Just on, um, just on, someone's gonna make you gotta make that a meme. You gotta make that a meme. Yeah, that
1: was hilarious. <laughs> uh, just yeah, on that is- part. Herb Jones' stroke was broken, man. He's been their best player all season, and kind of kind of choked it out. And he was he was a broken man at the free throw line. You knew he wasn't going to hit those big ones. Yeah, and, I know. It yeah, was, that was tough. poor to, guy.
0: Especially yeah. if you're in Alabama, imagine being the stands for that. It's a yeah. be, be heartbreaking. Yeah, um, yeah you but
1: yeah, UCLA. they have football title like, to celebrate.
0: Exactly, they have football yeah, program. True. Like there, I remember them saying like the. I think they're they're interviewing the coach, and they were saying like. Um. Yeah, we always welcome the football program. They just raking money for us, so we're we're not we're not complaining. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> which is so true
0: because that so helps their their basketball program. So hey, why not? We might as well embrace it. Embracing being yeah, known as sure. a, bas- a football program. But yeah, uh, UCLA honestly well done. Get a storyline in there for the Final Four instead of basically three one season a two seed. So
1: yeah, first four to Final game. Four. Yeah.
0: Now, yeah. that, that, that was a good question to pose, though, because now it's interesting. With Kentucky, are they a basketball school now or a football school? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're gonna
1: they're shifting towards baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah, Hawkins has been lighting but, it up too. I've Got to give credit to that guy. If, if UCLA yeah. wins, Hawkeyes, it, if, yeah, if I'm getting Hawkins jersey, hundred percent. His
1: fingerprints 100%. have been all, all like, over every single game. He's uh, yeah, like he's yeah. made the difference, and I I literally think every game. So, yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Even the first, even the first four end game against Michigan State, he basically
0: Mm. won that game for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That was 100% Hawkins on the, on the, on the, that's where it started. To win, to win the game. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, I don't see, I basically share the same thoughts as you guys. Nothing much really to add. I had Florida State as my, like, in my elite A going, and then, Going to uh, well, Texas, my Final Four, but I definitely had faith in Florida State. There, a lot of people, like William totally said, questioned Michigan, but they pulled through in a big way, just to disappoint us <laughs> in the uh, in yeah, the Elite, Elite Eight game against UCLA. Um, that ending was wild. I don't even like. I'm not going to talk about the, the Elite the Sweet Sixteen game because you guys went through it really well. But like, how crazy was that last like minute or two of uh, of like the Michigan UCLA game? I don't know how <laughs> Wagner misses like th- like two open threes. Like that, like the first one was really the first bad, one was bad like, yeah. and he airballed it. And then the second one was, wasn't even close really. He just overshot it, hit the, like the back of the rim and out like, to like past, past the net. So like, I don't even know. There was just a really awful, like, I don't know what, I don't know if something was in his eye or something. Like, I don't know how you missed something <laughs> that bad. It was wide open. Wide open looks like that too. Like wide open looks. You could have easily wonder for, for Michigan. You wonder how like they plays um, were drawn out. Like, it, like they had uh, a lot of faith in Wagner to kind of, like have the open shot cuz you kind of yeah. saw like the play was made for him like on the second one yeah. like the inbound at least um oh, okay yeah so like i don't know like i guess they, that's that's the guy and that's what they wanted and he missed horribly yeah you think you think, that, you, think that, you think uh joan howard at all just like uh, just saw that first three from from wagner's like you know why let's go back let's go back to him again Yeah, right <laughs> to Run it back, yeah. <laughs> John J- 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 Howard is probably uh, about to call his timeout and he didn't have any timeouts left. It was that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he- <laughs> hey, at least he didn't do
1: that. <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: he- <laughs> Don't kill me. Yeah. But it'll be fun to see that UCLA game. Uh, ucla Gonzaga game. We'll see. Hopefully they keep the streak going. All right. Now it's time to move to the Midwest. Uh, the Midwest was like, this was like an absolutely like bonkers uh, yeah. uh, region. It was crazy. All the red in my in my in my bracket is like overtakes the green, um, yeah. Basically, I'll start off with this one. It was just crazy to see, um, and then we wanted to elaborate about Houston before. Just Houston, Houston's path to a Final Four is essentially beating a 15 seed in the opening day, uh, beating Rutgers a 10 seed who they barely scrape by. Um, then Rutgers should have won that game because they were up. Uh, basically, that whole like the last um, half, the second half. And then, um, so they, they beat a 10 seed there. They beat a Syracuse team that, I mean, was definitely high, but they they I think they handled their business. I wouldn't say it was like they scraped by them. And then I would say they probably scraped by Oregon State as well. And Syracuse v 11, is scraped by Oregon State, which was a 12 seed. So they've only team in NCAA history to make it to a final four by playing all double-digit seeds. How crazy is that?
1: Yeah. That is, can- talk about a bracket breaking breaking your way. <laughs> or like yeah, opening honestly. Up-
0: type of thing. And, and I think you, know, you were speaking to who were we talking about before, like an underdog. Was it like the, um who were we talking about when you said, Oh, the bracket really broke their way. It was like a couple pods ago. It was
1: Loyola Chicago uh, in the 2018 Chicago. The, first the bracket run. broke yeah. their way, but this is even more.
0: Yeah. And more this so. is even more so for sure, especially as a second seed too like you're expected to at least like play like a, another, another high seed and just take care of business, but they didn't at all. All of them were taken out by little Chicago or, or Oregon State. Did them all the favors, so um, I was a little bit disappointed to see, to be honest. You like you just, i mean, you only could play who's in front of you. But I, I kind of hope to like see Houston uh, kind of play against tougher competition in terms of just like higher seeds. But I guess it only it takes one game, and any seed could be any seed. So, but I don't know. I just it didn't really impress me, to be honest. Yeah, um, well, and that's I think- why I, I guess I'm not.
1: Are you saying so Houston right are frauds? That.
0: In a way, yeah. No, okay,
1: that's <laughs> like, 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 wow, because like I, this is I, know, some I dangerous, agree with with dangerous voodoo to put out into the world before you guys face yeah. them in the yeah, final yeah, four. But, You're a brave okay, man.
0: sure. Like I mean, like I honestly, like I just don't know because like I am putting it out there that I don't think they're like it's like a well-deserved final four because you only can play who is in front of you, but they've played. There's a reason this is the first time it's ever happened because it's extremely, extremely lucky, like extremely lucky, and um. I don't know. I just like, am I worried less about Houston than I was again like, about like Arkansas or even like Villanova? A little bit. Honestly, I am because, um, Houston hasn't really showed anything to me other than, um, beating these double digits. And like, I know I sound really confident and I don't believe in jinxes really. Like I said before. So like, Clearly. whatever I say now will not <laughs> affect the result at all to what the Baylor, the Baylor, uh, Houston game will be. Um, but I don't know. It just didn't seem to me. Like, I I watched them play their two games. I didn't watch them the whole time. I didn't play, like, watch the Cleveland State. I watched some of the Rutgers game, but I watched this against Syracuse and Oregon State, and it I'm, didn't really seem, like, that convincing to me, to be honest, in terms of, like, how they play and stuff like that. Like, I think Baylor probably would have had a much tougher time against Arkansas, and, like, time will tell against Arkansas than they will against Houston, but we'll see, because Arkansas actually gave Baylor some trouble, put them into foul trouble and stuff like that, so, Dan I don't is know. basically... It's just my feeling. It's just my feeling. Dan is basically but.
1: outside right now in a thunderstorm. When it's thundering and lightning, being like <laughs> basketball gods, I dare you to strike me down. Yeah, hundred percent. To
0: be fair, right I, did, I did, I did, I did guarantee a Baylor, a Baylor to a lead eight with no problems. And look what happened. Yeah, I did, I did say that in the beginning, and then you're like, no, there's no way, Dan. There's no guarantees. I don't know. And then, I'll then push they back just ran through on... the first game, obviously ran no, through I... Wisconsin, ran ran through. Oh, I didn't run through Villanova, but dealt with Villanova, and then dealt with Arkansas. Now they're a Final Four.
1: I'm going to push a bit back on the Houston undeserving because I don't know. It's not really their fault that none of the other big dogs showed up to the fight. They no, I, 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 I said it's not their fault. I know that they did yeah. scrape by Rutgers, but hey, that's a character building win. And sometimes, uh, sometimes you need that to make the run to the final. Look at Michigan 2018. They scraped by Houston themselves with the the Jordan Poole shot and, uh, mm. and they made it all the way to the final. So I think, uh, sometimes the matches are or the games are close early in the tournament can be a bit of a blessing cuz it kind of battle tests you.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't Houston Houston was a high seed though in that game. I know, I know, but
1: hey,
0: here, wait, here here. That,
1: here's the thing. Like like you really like
0: like I think you got to put some respect on like Houston's name. Like just the fact that yeah, okay, you're looking at the numbers. They're high, they're not everyone's a double digit. But these double digit teams beat like lower seeds to even get there in the first place. Like the Syracuse Beat West Virginia. Whoever, everyone, a lot of people thought West Virginia was gonna make it to the uh, Elite Eight and mm. maybe handle Houston. Syracuse beat West Virginia, and then Houston obviously figured out with Syracuse's defense. So you gotta give credit for that. Obviously, I remember yep. you were saying in the last podcast, "Oh, Baylor plays some zone." Well, it looks like Houston can handle the zone, so you should be worried about that at least. And then, but no, because Baylor has way better defenders. of course, of course, they have better defenders. But you're saying that at all? This this doesn't worry you that they can handle a zone when the the surprise of a zone is not supposed really. to be the biggest factor of it. Not really, because Baylor has like like way better way better defenders and way better players than Syracuse does. So am I am I like worried? Not really. That's like comparing apples to oranges, and that's not like a pun intended. Not really. Syracuse not when Jim ba- Bam's known for having the best zone in like college basketball. Baylor's known to have one of the best zones in college basketball too, but they have <laughs> they they switch to man to they switch man to man and the and they have way better defenders than Syracuse has. Well, way I'm, better I'm players. saying there is some some cause for concern. Is you should be anyways. If whether you take it or not, that's up to you. And then the Rutgers game, like I mentioned this in the past pod, like the last podcast as well. I think like that that grit and that they showed like one of their best players injured and coming back to major shots to get over Rutgers. I think is scary as well to have like that mentality of being down and coming back. I think can go a long way in this tournament, and it's showing so far. I mean, you can always go back. Yeah, they're double-digit seeds, so it doesn't matter as much. But I think you'll see in this final four down, I think you will see Houston giving Baylor a big test. Whether they win their game or not, that might be up for discussion. But I think I don't think it's you should be worried about Arkansas more just because you played Arkansas already or Villanova without uh, without having to play Houston first. I know you have to play them to see them. I know I get that, but I don't think you should say you worried about Arkansas. You were worried about Arkansas. Or Villanova more than you are against Houston because I don't think that should be the case.
1: Well, I mean, he could just be well, saying the truth. Like, okay, if ahead, you man. literally were more worried before those games than you were before this one, then that's just the truth. But whether it was correct to to have be less worried or not remains to be seen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. True. For sure. And 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 I think uh, like to Andres' point, you said like all oh, the like the the gro- like the grit to be able to get over that Rutgers win and stuff like that. But I mean. It's not like Baylor didn't didn't play teams that didn't have grit. Like you just look at Ar- Arkansas's wins, and basically all their wins were within. Like the the Colgate game was close until basically like later in the second half when when Arkansas started to stretch it out. The Texas Tech game was a, a two point game. The Oral Roberts game was a two point game. So like it's not like Arkansas didn't have a character or they didn't grit through their games and stuff like that. Like they're ju- they're just as like grinded and battle tested as any other team in the tournament. Yeah, but- and Baylor basically. Like show like showed them who the number one seed was like it just it's like it doesn't really like to 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 me it doesn't really matter if you're battle tested or not because um it's you're still like you still have to see baylor's talent how like how good they are defensively and the fact that they even haven't like gone like done well in the three point line which is one of their specialties is just i don't know does it really cause me for concern a team that's played only double digit seeds and basically just grinded out, and two of them were really close games not really like i mean like I don't know I just maybe i'm over overly confident but I just you see are, who we played, and, I think, baby, you are and I think, and I think, I know. I just see who we played, and I think, like okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure, like I, I'm pretty confident. Baylor's prepared. Let, for let this. me ask you this then: what, what do you, what's your prediction on the score for this Houston Baylor game? Let's see how confident you are. I think, I think, I think Baylor wins by like eight or nine. That's confidence. An eight or nine point victory? A, what do you mean? That's that's a you're lot. Act, you're acting. The way you've, you've been, been acting, talking, like, I was you, you just like a 20 point you, you just blowout. beat Ar, you beat Arkansas by nine. No, not and twenty you say, points. Said, yeah, like, I'm confident by, for a win, but I don't think they're gonna blow. Yeah, out. You, you beat Arkansas by nine, win. and you said you you think are, Houston's worse than Arkansas, and you're an eight or nine point win. I, I don't I, I think you guys are mistaking my, my confidence for what's that I think, I think I think you guys are mistaking my, my confidence for Baylor. Like I think Baylor's gonna blow out a team. I just say I'm think I'm confident they're gonna win. Like I've seen Baylor being tested by like a Villanova and Arkansas, even a Wisconsin, and they handled their business. Uh, am I, am I scared of a, a Houston after like their, their Baylor's been tested like that? I'm not like that scared as I was before when I didn't see Baylor tested like that. So my confidence has grown for Baylor. It doesn't mean they're blowing out a team by twenty. It just means that I'm confident they're going to win. All right, but you're 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 putting you're you're bashing Houston like you're you're confident that they're going to win by double digits. I mean, like, like let's put it this way: I'd I'd be more scared of UCLA than Houston. <laughs> All right, let's put it well, that fine, way. Could, U- well, UCLA, UCLA, has beaten better teams, and I'd be more scared of UCLA than Houston. We will, we will probably, we will probably never find out from that claim because if UCLA loses to Gonzaga, and then we'll have this discussion will probably be like ended right away. So like, it's a good claim to yeah, make because sure. you have no. Ba- it probably won't happen. But I mean, on, on, on tell me, tell me who looks better this tournament: UCLA or Houston? Be honest. Who looks better? Yeah, just by watching the games. If they see, played, played each other right, right now, like I that. think
1: I think Houston would win. Yeah, I okay. No, but who do
0: you think who who looks better? Who looks better? Uh, well, this like, tournament so far? Well, obviously UCLA. Be honest. You ha-
1: you have to give the answer to
0: UCLA because of of the road they had. They played one extra game on top of that, and they and they're, and mm-hmm. they're essentially undefeated for like five games to go to the final four. Right. Obvious. Right. Obviously UCLA. Liam, Liam, who who would you, who would you say looks like the better team this tournament so far?
1: I don't really like, I know you want me to say UCL, but but I honestly think it's tough to say I don't want things, you to say anything. Man. I want to yeah. say your opinion. Because, like, you can look good in a different way. I th- seriously think, yeah. like, battle-tested close games still matter. And, like, I know it's double-digit seeds, but I still think the double-digit seeds they beat yeah. are good. Like, if Houston I, beat UCLA now, would we be like, oh, it doesn't matter. UCLA was a double-digit seed. Like, no one's thinking about that anymore, that, oh, UCLA is a double-digit yeah. seed. They're not good. We all think they're legit. So yeah, we we learned uh, from that
0: Michigan game that th- th- that numbers or ranks don't matter at this point. Yeah, it's about the basketball. Sure, but 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 to, but to, but to say every double digit seed's like a UCLA or something that's like pretty. I false. mean, UCLA like
1: has UCLA has exceeded expectations more than Houston has, but I'm not sure if I'd say sure. they've looked better than them. Yeah, it's, it's I don't think. Of, I don't like they like know, look better. Like look at
0: it. look at the teams they played and look at the, the results they've had. I think they definitely look better. I think I think than, they've than, than beaten better Houston teams together. They've beaten
1: better teams. Yeah.
0: I don't think your 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 question translates from who like who looks better to like who would win in a one like who would win against yeah. UCLA. I don't think that's no, the but same I'm question. I'm telling you like I'm I, I said I I'd be more scared of playing UCLA than Houston and I provided them said they just look better in the tournament and Andres, you All agree right. with me, Liam? You kind of like gave me a, give me I don't agree with the you answer, though, because but... I would rather play UCLA than Houston, <laughs> but UCLA looked better because of the road that they had. Yeah. I don't agree with you. Okay, I mean, I don't know if you. Okay, sure. I mean, it's kind of confusing, but sure. It's not. Liam got it. What? But how? Like, I don't understand how you say UCLA LA look better, but you'd rather play them. Just because, like, it's a, it's a, it's a one and done tournament. Like, you're, like, at any moment, Houston. I think Houston's potential, like UCLA's playing the best basketball they're probably ever going to play this year. If Houston turns, And that's dangerous, at, and I think UCLA, if UCLA, but it's a, it's a one in, it's a one game tournament. So if Houston shows up. They can beat Gonzaga and and Baylor type teams. If UCLA already showed up, they're not going to beat Gonzaga. Like I I am I'm confident that they won't beat Gonzaga. But if Houston shows up on any given night like to the expectations you think that UCLA Houston is, could be Gonzaga? I think they can be Gonzaga, yeah. A Houston team can be a so. Gonzaga more than I don't think so. A Houston on a full throttle, I, so. I think can be Gonzaga. It's more likely to be Gonzaga than UCLA. What's Houston what's, Houston what's Houston in a full throttle? You might that you might find out this weekend. You might just find out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I just I just don't I don't know I just I just don't like that's like to say Houston has a better chance of being Gonzaga over UCLA just because they're a two seed and UCLA is like an eleven seed. I never said just because. Like I think seven. you just have to look at you have to look at the like the body of work that they put in right now and like UCLA be incredible like really good teams a one seed a two seed the BYU obviously <laughs> Evelyn Christian's not like a, a huge like a huge like win but. Like, I don't know, like if we're using your argument, Abilene Christian beat a a Texas team. So that 14 seed looks really good. I don't know. Just using your guys' logic against you. Like it just, it just like, it's, it just, they just look way better than Houston does. I don't care what seed you are. And they've had a more
1: impressive path, but I still think I would choose to play UCLA if I could choose. And like, I don't know, that could be wrong for sure.
0: Quinton Grimes is about to drop a 40 piece on you in the final four. Yes. Speaking we'll of see, transfers I guess we'll that see. have
1: uh, gone on to greener pastures, yeah. there's one for you, Quentin Grant. Dry-
0: Quentin Dry- it, seems, it seems like yeah, it seems like it's been a common uh, a common theme this tournament. Yeah, those players are starting to show up. But yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how, how Houston performs, and then we'll revisit this topic next week. So when do they
1: play anyway? Bef- like what day? What days? Saturday. Are they on Saturday. Saturday. Saturdays are the semis, and then final on Monday. Uh, before we, I don't know if we're wrapping up college basketball but i wanted to touch on oregon state um so sure i'm gonna right. take you guys back in the time machine to the first game <laughs> of the pac-12 tournament oregon state versus ucla jules bernard on ucla is at the line it's a uh, oregon state's up by one jules bernard has two free throws with like two seconds left in the game and if he hits both of them oregon state probably is obviously is out of that tournament. No chance they make March Madness. Um, But Bernard hits one of them. The game goes to overtime. And just the implications of that one missed free throw are like forever, are huge. Um, Because UCLA ended up losing the game in overtime. They're on the bubble. Imagine UCLA doesn't even get selected. They did get selected for a play-in game. Now they're in the final four. Oregon survives that missed free throw. Due to that missed free throw, they win. And then they go on to run through the Pac-12 tournament, run through uh, the first three teams and make the Elite Eight. So kind of crazy how tiny, tiny moments that seem ign- insignificant in college basketball, there's always that stuff you can trace it back to. I think, uh, yeah, having said all that, That's a good I think reference. from my time watching college basketball and watching March Madness, I think Oregon State is the most surprising run that I've seen. Yeah, even Yeah, our, our yeah, Roberts. definitely.
0: Like, 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 see, like, if you look at who they played, like, that's for sure. Like, a Tennessee team, a five seed, an Oklahoma yeah. State team that like just won the Big Twelve tournament, that everyone thought lost it could be final. like a maybe a shoe in for. Uh
1: They lost in the final to Texas in the Big. Yeah, to Texas. But they looked. really Oh, good. sorry, they
0: lost. Sorry, yeah, yeah, but they looked really good. Yeah, and they had like the number one pick in the draft. Uh, and then they beat a little Chicago team that everyone thought was almost a lock to go to the final mm-hmm. four after they beat Illinois. So. I think, I think that was very, really, very impressive. And grind, and then Grind like, unfortunately lost to a Houston team, but a very close game.
1: The reason I, the reason I say that I think they're the most unexpected run is because, like, before, before the March Madness, before the Pac-12 tournament started, we'd look at Oregon State and say, this is one of the worst teams in one of the worst major conferences in college basketball, right? Like, that's what we would have said yeah. a month ago. Um, at least with a team like Oral Roberts that made this run a team like uh like Loyola Chicago making their run to the Final Four at least, hey, they had the allure of like the unknown. Like we hadn't really been following them; right. they kind of come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. This Oregon State team, we knew they sucked. They were they were bad yeah. in a bad <laughs> conference. They were, they were, they were we last. Got. I think
0: they were mm-hmm. last in their conference in December, weren't they? Or in January? Yeah, or something exactly. That? That's
1: like they were really bad. That's why. <laughs> that's why I think this is the most shocking run because we thought we knew this team. They're a bad team in a bad conference. They'll probably lose first round of Pac-12 tournament. And all of a sudden, they're yeah. just in the elite eight, almost making a final four. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say they're the most surprising team that uh, I've ever nice. witnessed in this tournament. Good luck, good luck. That's, on that's that a
0: that's a good show. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, like it, it's super it's super exciting to see teams, and it shows you like the the power of momentum, right?
1: Yeah, like
0: being hot and then con- and continuing to stay hot. So that's what happens in March Madness, and um, it's a, it's really fun to see. Um, but now let's just move on quickly to like what do you guys think the results will be in the final four matches and then um and go on to I guess pick your pick your champion and maybe give out the score just to kind of go through like our bracket type thing. So uh, we'll go we'll go off to you um to you, Andres like what do you think? just give me like the Gonzaga UCLA what you think and then the Baylor Houston, and then just give me quickly your like champion. So with the score. Um, my bracket kind of shaped up pretty like pretty similar. Obviously, Texas didn't make it, but UCLA is there instead. So I'm gonna stick with what I have my bracket. Um, I'm gonna have Gonzaga going to the finals, and now that it's UCLA, I think I'm gonna. I, I think I think I think they cover the spread to be honest, and I think they do it comfortably. I know UCLA has already doubted me like three or four times, but I don't know. I just really, and I doubted Gonzaga like three or four times. So I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be a fool for one of these th- moments, and it's. I'm hoping it's not gonna be for Gonzaga winning. So, um, I'm going to put Gonzaga going through in double digit format, uh, to nice. the finals. And then I'm going Baylor cause I'd Baylor to the finals as well. But I think the Houston matchups gonna, and Baylor's matchup is going to be really close. I think they, I would say it's going to be like a five point game. I think, I think that's what I'm guessing. It's going to okay. be, uh, I just hope like, I hope no one, and I, I hope the refs don't get involved in this game. Like I hope no one gets into foul trouble early. And I hope this game gets played out to be, because I think it could be a really good game. But to say like uh, Davion Mitchell is like in foul trouble again, or Butler gets in foul trouble, or Quentin Grimes gets in foul trouble, I think it could really get, especially on the Houston side, it can get really one side if one of their good players is out, and Baylor can run away with it. So I hope the refs don't get involved, and I think it'll be like a f- uh, five-point game, or even maybe a one-possession game. But Baylor will go through. And then this is the matchup that everyone wants to see, the Gonzaga-Baylor. Could you imagine if this, like, like Liam was saying before, like little moments, like I know COVID's not a little moment, but could you imagine if this game got played out earlier in the year? And then like, it, I think it would have totally like rewritten, like how this tournament was going to go. Like, I think, mm-hmm. I don't know, like everyone's waiting for this match of the top number one seeds but we would have had already an image of who would have been the top number one seed at that point because they would have played, right? So yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm going, I'm going Gonzaga to be Baylor just because I don't know, Gonzaga just looks really dominant. And they have three All-Americans. Uh, Suggs is unreal. Um, should be probably, well, will be, I think, a top three pick in the draft. Whether it'll be number one, depending on the team who falls there. Uh, and then I think they, I, I, on here, on the bracket, um, in compass bracket challenge, I have them, the score being 72 to 68 for Gonzaga. So I have it being a really close game. It's- High no, you, sco- um, I have a kind of high scoring, but I kind of regret putting a high scoring. I wanted to kind of put it back in the 50s. Thinking about it now, but yeah. That's so, wait, you can change it now. You don't have to go by your bracket. It doesn't matter.
1: I'm going to stick with my bracket. Okay. Uh, right, yeah, like, I won't go
0: thinking? too
1: in-depth on the analysis because I thought Dre just gave it really well. I'm going to go Gonzaga by 9 over UCLA. Uh, I'm going to go Baylor by 6 over Houston. And then I'm going to go
0: Gonzaga by seven over Baylor in the final. Nice. Okay. Good guesses. Good guesses. Uh, for me, uh, I have Gonzaga. I didn't, I had a Gonzaga, Texas, but it's Gonzaga UCLA. I think Gonzaga is going to win this one, but I'm just, this is just me hoping. I really hope this is a close game. I really do. So I'm just going to give it like, I'm going to give it a six point game. I really hope it's close. So I'm just out of pure hope. I'm going to give it a six point game. I think Gonzaga's going to win though um and going to the finals i think watching seth greenberg on espn he did mention that the only shot ucla has a beating gonzaga if they have one and is is if they they kind of slow the momentum down uh and the pace of the game he he mentioned that gonzaga was i think he was like number one in the country yeah. or number two like they play the fastest but ucla is in like the 300s in uh in division one basketball so i think they are polar opposites in playing style, and I think if you see like a slow Gonzaga down, uh obviously they're gonna have to hit some key shots. I think they could maybe have a, a shot, even a remote shot of beating Gonzaga. and wow, that would be that would be like the this is like the true David David and Goliath like battle right here like th- this is the most possible that you can possibly this is like the perfect picture you could possibly have for David and Goliath, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but I have Gonzaga by six just because I hope it's a close game. And then the Baylor Houston you guys already know. Um, I was nervous about all the prior Baylor game, Baylor games because I'm like, I'm really, I want positive energy out there because Baylor hasn't won made a final four in like 70 years. So I'm going to be really positive and not, not chirp anyone or anything. But now that they've won a final oh. four, I have the big dick energy and I'm just going out there, <laughs> the heel heel swinging heel. it around. You know That's what? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so I'm just swinging it around, not even caring. And, uh, I'm having Baylor. I think I'm super confident in Baylor against Houston. Um, they could prove me wrong. I could look really stupid, but I have, Bay- I have Baylor, I'll have Baylor up by nine on this game. I think they're going to be in control. I think Baylor's going to be, the- I think this is because I, even as a Bay- someone who's watched Baylor a lot this season, w- looking at their games in the tournament, this is not the, like, the best that Baylor, like, defensively, they've been really good, but offensively, this is not the best that Baylor's looked. And I think they're just going to absolutely just turn it on against Houston. They're going to be fi- they-, they haven't shot the three well. I think the three's going to be flying. I think they're going to tear Houston apart. And I think it's going to be, Baylor's going to be in control most of the game. And uh, I think I have Baylor going to the finals uh, against Gonzaga. This is the matchup we've all been waiting for. I've been waiting for as well. And I'll have, I'll have Gonzaga winning, but i I'm, i think Baylor's gonna step up. But I'll have Gonzaga winning just because my mind's going over my heart right now. Why? Was that it's a BD? really close game? Where's that BD? Uh, <laughs> it's not—it's not that big. Yeah, Drew Timmy's better. It's, it's bigger, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Uh, I have a, uh, a three-point game, a very close game. I'll say 64-61. Nice. It says different in my bracket, but I'm, I changed my mind watching these games. I think it's going to be a low-scoring low, low yeah. game than we think. Uh, um, so that's my that's my result. And I just want to put out that I was talking to Daniel earlier as well. Like, imagine UC- – I'm, I'm sorry, but Daniel, if, if UCLA beats Gonzaga, it's GG's for Baylor. Like, I don't think Baylor, honestly, doesn't have a chance. Like, it's just written in the stars that UCLA deserves to win this tournament <laughs> if they beat Gonzaga. Like, I don't think in yeah. history ever – a team has beaten three one seeds to win this tournament. Like I don't think it's ever happened. Like it could very well happen if Baylor wins that and UCLA be beats Gonzaga. <laughs> like yeah. it's just insane. Like it's just written in the stars. I think UCLA deserves to win this tournament. That if, would be
1: if they beat Gonzaga. That's what people. Yeah,
0: yeah. Honestly, that would be a great story, and they definitely have to make a thirty for thirty of it. Plus yeah, the winner well. of the
1: Big Twelve. Or no! Sorry, they didn't beat Texas. Plus the uh, win the, the winner of the uh, SEC tournament. SEC? Um yeah. So yeah, it'd and, be quite uh, the. Quite sure. Quite the, uh, quite a few notches right. in the belt for UCLA. Like the,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, I don't know. Like, there's be- definitely been occasions where there, it should have been written the stars, like that Butler game against. Uh, yeah, true. Who was a Duke uh, yeah. and? Gordon Hayward. What was it, like inch, one inch, one inch or two away. Yeah. From uh, from being a champion with Gordon Hayward shot, but it didn't happen. So he can't I don't know. E- we'll see what happens. We'll he can't, see. He can't even be a champion on Liam's fantasy
1: team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe a playoff yeah. champion. We'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah we're gonna say i don't know my, my team Stormin though you guys better be careful with in the playoffs Stormin norman team Stormin. yeah uh okay so i think that caps off our college portion of the the podcast we're quickly because we're running short on time here we'll quickly go over something big that's really actually happened recently which is what happened yesterday and that was um i'm sure all of you've heard in the basketball world if you follow it but that's a uh, kind of back and forth um just to put it lightly the back and forth between uh kevin durant and michael rapaport michael rapaport if you guys don't know is an actor uh comedian i would say and also he owns his own podcast and he's like uh he's huge in the basketball he's a big figure in the basketball world um he reps new york
1: he was great in uh, Prison really Break. Really, hard. By the way. really good in prison break
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh he he reps it hard and i think um and yeah and he he and Kevin Durant were friends initially from in what weird, he describes it. Yeah, it was kind of a weird relationship uh, when I was looking over it. They were friends for <laughs> sure. And then things took a weird twist. Um when I guess this was back in December, December 23rd, from like the tweets that he that Michael Rappaport Rappaport um tweeted. Um and just to give you guys a little context of this, um these uh, Kevin Durant had an interview with Charles Barkley, and I, I'm not sure if you guys all remember this, but I'm I'm pretty sure Liam because we talked about this before I believe early when yeah. we started doing the podcast. Um When Kevin Durant did an interview with Charles Barkley, and obviously Chuck is not the like a uh, William Shakespeare. He's not the greatest with his words, <laughs> and he's um, and he wasn't he wasn't the most thorough in his questions and eloquent with his questions. So I remember Kevin. It's like I'm pretty sure this was the moment like that famous meme where. Kevin Durant just gave Chuck those like one word answers, yeah, and he was like basically a meme for like the rest of, like the rest of that month, um, the rest of 2020, and yeah, and then um, so that's that's the context of like basically what happened, and so Micro Rapaport essentially re- replied, like went into Kevin Durant's DMs and said, uh, kind of had had the, oh she no he didn't go into DM sorry that was my mistake he actually tweeted right Michael Rapaport tweeted about. The interview and saying how um kd seemed deeply in his feelings with the nba on tnt uh crew after uh, like after the game and stuff like that calling him super sensitive about everything and he and that he didn't want to how he didn't want to do the interview and stuff like that so and then basically uh kevin durant replied to that tweet and dm'd him basically saying you you're like you a bitch and then it kind of just escalated right from there. <laughs> um, it basically like waterfalled into a bunch of stuff. I won't get into all of it. Yeah. You guys can look it up on Twitter very easily. Explicit. Just like search up Kevin Durant, Michael Rapaport. Yeah, it's pretty explicit stuff. Um, but it basically goes on to, uh, mostly Kevin Durant. It's like a once looks like a one sided conversation from, um, the tweets. Um, basically calling out Michael Rappaport's, uh, basically bringing into his wife, saying some words and explicit content that, um, was very like, um, what's the right term for it? Um, very homophobic and very, um, misogynist. Yeah. Thank you, Andres. And so, yeah, it basically sh- it kind of shocked waves a little bit around social media. A lot of people chiming in. A lot of people thinking he's a joke, but also a lot of people taking it really seriously. Um, and I don't like, it, it'd be more, it'd be easier for me to repeat it, but I don't want to repeat what he said. Um, and tweeted, you guys can check it out for yourselves. And so Michael Rapport took exception for, t- to it because, also, he's going. He was going over a a lawsuit with um the owner of Barstool Sports because of a feud they had, and the Barstool Sports owner put out like a T shirt, basically, um, displaying Mike Rapport's face with like a clown nose and okay. like a red mark on his face, um, suggesting that he has like herpes or any, or something like that. Like it's just like basically a giant red mark, um, and. Uh, yeah, so then Michael Rappaport was, like, sued him for defamation, but then he lost the suit, and then Kevin Grant made fun of that in in his tweets as well. So basically, like, just digging the knife deeper and deeper and deeper, whatever you could find about him. And I guess, uh, Michael Rappaport, um, tweeted out at the end, but which was, like, a month later, which is weird, but, um, tweeted out in the end, uh, these screenshots of their DMs, um, essentially saying, um, like, this is why I see what, like what the lawsuit was about and stuff like that. Not lawsuit, but this is what the tweets were about and shared the screenshots with everyone. Um, and then Kevin Durant responded saying me and Mike talk crazier than this on the regular. And today he's pissed. My bad, Mike. Damn. And then Michael Rappaport responded, sorry, no, we don't pussy. Don't ever threaten me (laughs) again or speak on my wife ever bald head, rotten ass worm. So that's kind (laughs) of, that's kind of, that's kind of where that's left off at. um, I don't know, like, wh- like what? What do you, what do you guys, what do you guys like think of this? Like, this is like, this is weird. Not gonna yeah. lie, this is really weird.
1: First of oh. all, I don't know if you got something, Dre, but uh, maybe you go first because I got, I okay, got, some, yeah. I got some good stuff here.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna go kind of like the serious route on it. I think like we were laughing w- with the comments. Okay. Well, well, first I'm gonna say like I'm, I was laughing at the comments because at first when I read this, I'm like, Kevin Durant's literally acting like. He's like a thirteen-year-old on Xbox. Like just yeah. the stuff that, like, like yeah, he's probably. saying. Like, this man's thirty-two. Like, how do you not have a like some of the stuff that's in it? Like he's saying, I get you're mad, but the vocabulary that he has, that he should have lost it like ten years ago. Like, I don't get the stuff that he was saying in the uh, in, uh, in over DMs and how like that's still like his vo- like what he has in vocabulary, especially when he's like a role model to kids and stuff. Like, even if yeah, it is problem. private DMs or if you're texting someone, you shouldn't be saying these things to someone else. Like it's just like beyond Mm -hmm. me. Like this, this, like you don't see. And I'm gonna compare him because he is at that level. Like you don't see LeBron James doing this kind of stuff. Like if you want to be like a business mogul and like an inspiration to kids, you're not. You're not gonna do. You're not replying to celebrities who are trolling you in this in this fashion. You can yeah reply to them, but not like this. And then like you just you just you hold people to a higher standard because they or earn so much money and because you see them so like on almost every day on TV um i just i don't know i was just kind of like baffled reading these comments like i just didn't think kevin durant like i knew he re- he had thin skin and replied to like critics but i didn't think he'd go like like this to someone yeah. and i was just shocked and it kind of like ruined an appearance for me for kevin durant um i mean he hasn't apologized yet because like when one sense yeah michael rob shouldn't have shared these private dms and messages um so like I think he would Ra- Michael Rapport is wrong for that like if he's in a and I think Michael like uh, Rapport has like a pretty like dirty mouth as well so like I'm not yeah, he does. excusing him at all either <laughs> so I'm sure that's like their conversations like in DMs too so like I mean like he's who's I was gonna say like Michael Rapport should like nip that in the butt of how Kevin Durant's like talking like I would get mad if someone talked to me like that but I'm sure he gives it right back maybe just as worse too so it's their conversation they have and like they're probably probably both wrong in the end of it but we only saw kevin Durant's side of it and kevin durant in the end is the basketball player and is the one with like inspiring kids michael rapaport is like the comedian and actor you can get away with a little bit more um but he talks he talks a lot of shit like michael yeah. rapaport talks a lot of shit. yeah like, exactly. he's not known to be someone who's like exactly like that you know but that's I mean? his that's yeah. his image and that's how he chose to be like he's not he's like mm-hmm. kevin durant chose another path and he kind of showed that maybe the other path is not exactly what um, he thought out to be because he's gonna get a lot of, um, like a lot of hatred or like not hatred, but a lot of like a lot of poor feedback from this, and rightfully so, I think. So I think there's two sides. Yeah, my grab portion of shared the messages, but why is why is Kevin Durant even
1: talking like this in the first place? Like you're 32. But yeah, that's my opinion on it. It was a lot. Yeah. Definitely some drama in the NBA world, and I got a—I've actually got a book here that you guys can see on here on on the screen here. And this is a book that I'm reading to my grade four or five class. Uh, so maybe Kevin Durant—he wants—he uh, wants to to pop in one of these days, and we can read it together because this book's called "Just Kidding." It's about uh, a bully who says a bunch of mean stuff to another boy, uh, but after he says it, he says, "Oh, I was just kidding." So that makes makes it not real. And that's kind of what Michael Durant, not Michael Durant, Kevin Durant's doing here with his, uh, with his, yeah, he, seriously, like, with the my he goes off, absolutely goes off in his DMs, and then he's like, oh, me and Mike talk like this all the time. It's not even that serious, basically saying I'm just yeah. kidding. And it's like, really, man, because we, everyone read those DMs. It did not seem like you were just kidding. So
0: yeah, exactly. Um,
1: yeah, I I don't, I don't, I don't like Kevin Durant. And this is one of the reasons why. Uh well that's one of the reasons why.
0: Yeah, that's, that's that I I think yeah, for me it's definitely gotten like a an uh he's got he's got he's gotten a bad life for me as well. Like just so like not needed as like a as like a a man who's like especially like if we're gonna bring race into like a <laughs> black man who you who you see like people look up to and like you're you already kind of have like not as much leeway as anyone else. And to give anyone else more like kind of ammunition to go against you, like they're gonna take they're gonna jab at it as soon as you can. So, I mean, it's just, it's just tough to see. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just comparing to LeBron because LeBron is like kind of like the NBA right now. And you don't see him like doing this. You see no, him, you'd never you see him like behaving like, like just like a, like almost like a gentleman in some in like in a case, like just a good person. Like you never see like LeBron going wrong. And I think that's what it should be because he has millions of people looking up to him and millions of kids that want to be LeBron James wearing his shoes and whatnot. And I think Kevin Durant should be, kind of holding himself to the same standard. Like, I mean, I get it. You're on the spotlight because you're an NBA player, but you're making $40 million a year. Like, it's your job. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 I just wanted to correct myself. I don't think, uh, Michael Ramport, I don't think put, put this on Twitter. I don't even know if he has Twitter, but he did put it on Instagram and like as like a slide. And he like put these pictures up of like the text. Um. And yeah, kind of what you said, uh, like the serious approach. And Leo, that was a great book. Um. But like, it was like, the more like the serious said, yeah, you shouldn't be calling anyone. this at any moment doesn't matter if it's DMs and stuff like that. But also, Michael Rapport did kind of break an like unwritten rule of like yeah. putting yeah. on blast. Yeah. That's your, what I said. It's your not private right conversation. Yeah, that like that that you cross the line and I don't even know and if that was even a good business decision for him because like what other player are you gonna be like bantering with or doing shit like like doing shit with if you know that you, at any moment you could just put their shit on on blast in social media. Like, well, no I don't one, think no. any person... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's, I don't think it was a very wise business decision anyways. No, it wasn't. I mean, obviously, Mike Rapport doesn't give a fuck, but, like, um, I just think... I don't know. I just, I definitely... You shouldn't... No one should ever be, say, be saying anything like that to anyone. And I think... I just hope this doesn't blow over for Kevin Durant because he needs to genuinely, like, apologize and understand what he's been saying. He's saying is wrong because, like Andre said, like, there's a lot of people that look up to him. And Michael Rappaport is, is like, who Michael Rappaport is going to be. But I think Kevin Durant tries to put a good image on himself. Hence the, like, the fake Twitter account. Hence the being sensitive to everything someone says about him and everything like that. Like, I think he generally cares what people think about him. And this is not a good way of doing so. So he has to do, I think he has to do something where people at least around him, like, kind of to nudge him and be like, look, like, you should speak up about this. This is not right. This is not right. People look up to you. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. And during, sorry, during that, I was kind of MIA, but I think I was looking on Instagram and Michael Rappaport came out with like a video and apparently he explains a lot of it, the stuff on uh, on his new podcast. He did an emergency podcast. Really? So he <laughs> explains. to check that out, yeah.
1: Man.
0: Yeah. yeah, I have to check that out. And it's funny because he made a video. He's like, oh, all these players talk about controlling the narrative. So I'm going to control my narrative. So emergency podcast is, is going out. Like, <laughs> like, the, guy's a such a, man, the guy's such a troll. Like. Yeah. Oh man, like I don't know. I think both sides are definitely wrong in their own regard. Kevin Durant needs to smarten up and not like. I mean, care they both so are just he's
1: basically acting like children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent,
0: hundred percent. And and not to yeah, say 100%. like I just want to add like for I guess one last thing like not to like dismiss like Michael Rapport's behavior at all either. Like he should like obviously he he uses foul language as well, so he should be like like he should be clearing like and thinking of what he's saying too. Because I'm sure he has some people that live, like looking up to him as well. But, like, I I think we're more, like, um, critical on Kevin Durant. It's because we kind of, like, for me personally, like, I kind of want Kevin Durant to kind of be an idol to, like, me or to anyone else more than Michael Rappaport. Like, I kind of care less about Michael Rappaport, to be honest, and more on Kevin Durant just because I love, like, the NBA. I love basketball. So I don't want any, like, any negative light towards any NBA players or anything like that. And you just want him to be, like, better. So, that's why I'm more critical on Kevin Durant as opposed to Michael Rapaport. Like, he should handle stuff, too. But I could, like, care less about Michael Rapaport. Like, I want to hold yeah. Kevin Durant to, like, higher standard. Because I honestly, like, kind of care about Kevin Durant a lot more. So, that's what yeah. I just kind of want. And so. it, it was, like, the, the always, like, that saying is, like, uh, wolves don't mind the opinion of sheep. <laughs> Something like that. I think that's how it goes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just, like, it doesn't make sense for Kevin Durant to, like, no, you. Doesn't. you lose Ten times out of ten, here. Yeah, and he uses a lot more than Michael Rapport does. Exactly, Michael Rapport is a troll, and this is what he's gonna do. Like he's obviously, he was obviously egging Kevin Durant on with the tweet, tagging him in the tweet, and everything like that. And then, like, what do you like? He knows what he's doing. Like he he said he was friends with with Kevin Durant. Like you, obviously, if you're friends with him, you know the guy. You know what you're doing. Like I don't understand. Like you know the result that he knows the result that he's gonna get. So it just just didn't make sense to me. And and even in the tweets, the tweets as well that they. Ah, uh, disclosed, and I guess they weren't tweets. We keep saying them tweets. I don't know, Michael on Twitter. It could have been just Instagram DMs as well. Um, but uh, like you know, he he knew what he was trying to do. So I just don't understand why you would just you you you'd go for the bait, and then Michael Rapport kept egging him on by calling like calling him a snake and everything like that, and saying why don't you go help out the kids in the Bronx? Yeah, like and like he called him another name. I don't remember what. Calling it was. Like, him maybe a worm like, or I, something like that. I gotta say,
1: a worm. That's that's a pretty good insult. I would not want to be called a worm.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: that's that's the one I'm yeah, adding. to my good way. though. You're a worm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. you're a worm. That's a worm. Yeah. All right, all right. So yeah, so like calling I think,
0: someone like a leech or something. Yeah, you're think... a
1: leech. Ew, <laughs> yeah. you're a gross <laughs> animal.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think um, I think he definitely baited him hard, and and uh, Kevin Durant bit hard, and As I he think, always does. Um, <laughs> As he always yeah. does. So it's not a good look for either side. Um, but yeah, we'll see what comes to it. It's definitely entertaining, uh, social media. I know Twitter was like absolutely loving that. I was like looking stuff up and people were going off. So the memes are going crazy. So uh, we'll see what happens. See the conclusion of it. But, uh, yeah, quickly, I want to go over. It. We'll just, um, we'll divert from that topic and I just want to go what, because we didn't really cover this with our college basketball schedule being swamped, and that's what we we're basically focused on. But what do you guys think of the NBA trade deadline? Like, give me one of your trades that you think were like really on the spot. I know we didn't prepare for this, but on the spot, what do you guys think of the trade deadline? And give me one of your trades. That um, I you think like the I most? think the Vucevic one was just kind of surprising to me. I wasn't guessing that at Definitely all, or even like I don't think that was on the radar for much people. Um, but that's good on Chicago. Yeah. Like, I think that's a good trade for them. I, they have two guards I that are so young too. and ready to win, and Vucevic can add that big presence that Wendell Carter wasn't. So, I'm all for it. That's one of the trades that I kind of like.
1: Yeah, but that this means they're ready to win. Are they actually going to win? Like, when's they're, when are they going to start winning? Because I don't well, think... Have they won since they got him? Well, I mean, ne- ne-
0: next, next year, I think um, they have a good chance. I mean, you see the Knicks. Like, no one thought they were going to be six in the East. And like, what's happening. So, yeah. I think give themselves yeah. a
1: chance. But I think they I made think that trade. And then, like, like, we need year. to win right now. And <laughs> oh, if they no, don't win I, right now, they're going to be looking stupid.
0: But... But honestly, I, th- I think it's it was more so to make Zach Levine happy because if you're in the path <laughs> the classic, you're going
1: down, yeah. it's why. Uh, I mean, if, if you're if you're going the path, for for sorry to interrupt for Russell to make Cat happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, and it's and it's more like um, because like I think Zach Levine was just tired of losing, and when you're having young players, that's assigned to like the player like look, we're looking to rebuild, we want to build for the future, and I think Zach Levine was just not he was building for the future for like the longest time and in, in the Timberwolves and in. Chicago as well so I think by trading for Vucevic he's like oh shit like you guys are serious okay let's go yeah. let's get it uh so I think I think that was a good sign for like a sign of good faith for Zach Levine as well so uh, I, really, yeah, like, I make, really like that as you well, make a yeah. great
1: point there Dan I don't mind it as a sign of intent I'm just saying like signs of intent are all good and well but you actually have to do it now and you actually have to win yeah I for agree sure. good uh, sure. move, uh, yeah Follow yeah. through yeah
0: I don't think I don't think they yeah. lost a lot either so it might be. No, I, th- I thought it Wendell was a uh, good piece. Otto yeah. Porter, trash.
1: <laughs> Otto <laughs> Porter, man. Ever since he, he was good on the Wizards. I don't know. Like yeah. they traded him to the Bulls and yeah. it's been down, downhill bad. Hard. But uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Wendell Carter could uh, could be a good uh, future player, but I think it was I kind of was a, too. I think it's a win-win for both teams, that trade.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is the last thing, I guess. Like Toronto, I honestly, I thought for sure Kyle Lowry was gone. Oh, to come, yeah. to come Everyone the did. The I think DM. Kyle himself thought yeah. he was going. Like well you just saw yeah. the the moves they were making. Like they got rid of Norm, which good luck, all the best, Norm Powell in Portland. We love you to, in Toronto. Yeah. Um they got yeah. rid of Matt Tom. Yeah. They're Must just getting rid of more. like I know they like they're not huge, huge pieces, but they're getting rid of pieces. So you thought like maybe they were for sure Kyle the, getting, getting that a seller would do
1: getting ready leading up to yeah. the exactly. domino that just. That's what
0: happened. I I totally thought that. And then um mm-hmm we didn't get anything. So I guess we got Kyle for another four or five months and we'll see how free agency hits. I don't think he'll stay yeah. it looks like but I hope we can work something out. I mean, I don't want it to I don't want it to be a toxic breakup. That's all I hope for. I don't think it, it will did, be. Yeah, I, it doesn't seem like it will be. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem like it will be at all. Hopefully. Yeah. I think so yeah, hopefully. I think I think the the moves Aaron make, they were clearing a lot of cap space and definitely look towards um trading Lowry to to land like a bigger fish eventually. Uh but like this coming free agency is going to be like decent. I think Bradley Beal's in play. So with Kyle Lowry not being there, it's more a lot of money off the books, and I think they're in position to sign someone big, uh, essentially. So maybe that's what they're looking forward towards. We'll see though. Time will tell. But it'll be nice to have Kyle Lowry. And actually, to say it like it would be nice to have Kyle Lowry there. But I th- like what do you guys think about like Kyle Lowry being shut down if the Raptors Raptors continue continuously to be like pretty bad in losing games? Like I think they're probably gonna shut him down to preserve his no. p- preserve him no. for. Yeah, Lowry's Larry's not either. that
1: type of guy. Larry's not that type of guy, I don't think. I think no? if he's healthy, yeah. he's coming to the coach and saying, "Coach, I'm playing." And, yeah, if and I don't Kyle think... Lowry does that, then the coach plays him because he's earned yeah, that, that much. Yeah, I agree.
0: Well, and and I don't Yeah, for sure. I Sorry, go ahead. Ando. I'll say mine after. Yeah, just quick. I just I just don't think like the the Raptors don't really benefit anything out of this because yeah, can't they trade him. Yeah, he's not like he's under a free contract, agent, actually. and yeah, yeah exactly. No, it, it would, it'd be sorry. Yeah, I should have prefaced it with being like also. It's also for Kyle Lowry too, right? Because if he gets injured, he's not getting his money in free. Agency. Yeah, I think. Like yeah, I was gonna say if they leave it up to Lowry. they leave it up to Kyle, and and then going into Liam's argument, I don't think Kyle's the type of guy who would want to sit any. Yeah. Game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I just put, I, I saw After it. On, being I saw such, it on uh, social media. So it's a, right yeah. Out.
1: No, I agree. That's always a worry. But after being such a legend for this franchise for forever, there's no way Kyle's going to be mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I'm just going to shut it down and kind of coast yeah. on out of here." Like he's going to, he's going to be yeah. playing hard for them until they have to drag him off the court until they make a statue.
0: Yeah, yeah. And just to highlight some other trades: Evan Fournier to Boston. Off the top of my head, he he went. He shot went like what? 0 for ten his first game. Yeah, <laughs> that was a meme. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Boston did end up getting a big which was kind of surprising They needed um, Who? What else happened? What are you talking they, about? Uh,
1: they got uh,
0: Mo Wagner yeah. up, uh, <laughs> Earlier
1: mentioned Franz Yeah
0: Yeah That's true Yeah And then uh, and Another really good one I think that Had a lot of benefit The team was um, Aaron Gordon to Denver I think that was much needed uh, That fills in the space That uh, Jeremy Grant left Poor Michael um, Porter Excellent though. athletic hmm? Poor Michael Porter yeah, and poor Michael definitely his fantasy value. That sucks for him. But definitely an, an athletic uh big with uh that could defend multiple positions, basically someone who Jeremy Grant was, and he didn't need to be on the ball. He could shoot threes. I think that was very good for, for Denver, and I think he'll be acclimated well with uh MVP Jokic uh getting a lot of love so far. Yeah. And um and also and also Jamal Murray. So
1: Yeah, I mean Aaron Aaron Gordon's never really struck me as a winning player. Like, I kind of found it funny that he's whining to get out of Orlando, Atlanta, being like, huh, oh, like, yeah. get me out of Orlando. And it's kind of like, well, dude, you're kind of part of that losing culture. Like, you can't just, you know, completely remove yourself. Like, you contributed yeah. to that. But we'll see now if, uh, if he can be a winning player, I guess, now that he's in the right situation or to, to win. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And w- was there, was there any other trades you guys up yeah, top the, your heads, uh, stood the, out to, to,
1: we didn't talk about the Rockets making an absolute mess and trading Oladipo for nothing, basically. Um, right, yeah. So they, they give away Oladipo for... A Lin- I mean, is a good player, but he's not really part yeah. of the future plans that you'd expect Houston to be getting back. Bradley, you could probably say the same thing. And then they did a pick swap, which doesn't even make sense because it's for next year, <laughs> and there's no chance that Houston's going to want to swap picks with Miami next year. Houston's going to be garbage for like the next five years. They're not going to be swapping picks yeah. with anyone. Yeah. And true. Yeah. I just think it shows even more. We had this discussion when Harden, when they traded Harden to, uh, to Brooklyn for basically the draft package rather than trading them to Philadelphia for a Ben Simmons and an actual player package. Yeah. I think this kind of vindicates us that we're on the, on the side of they should have gone, traded him for Simmons because I know it's not a ton of draft picks like they got, but Simmons is an actual real piece. The piece they got back, Oladipo, is basically turned into nothing now. So you better hope one yeah, of those I draft agree. picks pick, which none of them are super early except for their own picks, which I think Oklahoma City has anyway for the for the Westbrook deal. So I I can't say enough that Houston have made an absolute mess of this, and I yeah. think they're on a downward spiral.
0: Yeah. Well, at least, they're, at least they're going young while doing that, and my boy Kevin Porter Jr. is getting a mad minute, so I can't complain.
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, it's I good, for, say my it's boy. good for Just fantasy, my, my fantasy players. Boy. For, yeah, Kevin yeah, my Porter Junior., Christian Wood, gonna eat their hearts out. But like, in terms of actually trying to win games, they're gonna suck. I'm ha- yeah, I'm ha- yeah. Imagine being a Rockets fan. God, oh. going
0: from like yeah, going from potentially like having title hopes to like a year, literally yeah. a year, not even like what six months later,
1: going into this is like the complete rebuild. Sharpest drop off yeah. that I think we've seen from any NBA team in a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I agree. And then just to highlight a couple of the big um, acquisitions of uh, Drummond to the Lakers, which happened recently. And um, who was the other one? Aldridge
1: Lakers. to the Heat. Or sorry, not or to Aldridge. the Heat. Aldridge to uh, the Nets.
0: Aldridge to the Nets. Uh, to uh,
1: yeah, the Nets. The Nets. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking about.
0: Yeah. So they'll, they'll highlight those two. How do you guys feel about that one, those one quickly before you wrap up?
1: How stupid is the buyout market, guys? The buyout market, like, buyouts (laughs) are stupid in general. How, it's, basically, it's the rich get richer scheme. Like, how are the Nets and Lakers getting, I mean, I I don't think any of these players are, move the needle too, too much, but, like, they, these are probably the biggest buyout names that we've ever seen, right? And it seems like it's getting worse every year. How did the Nets and Lakers not have to at least give up a piece? Like, why are, why are guys like this getting bought out? How is it not like like find a way to trade these guys' teams? Like, why are you just letting them walk for free? You're buying out their contract. You have to pay money, and you're losing them for free. I don't get it. I wish one of these teams that has a player like that would just stand up and be like, "We're not buying you out. If someone wants to trade for you, we'll accept it." But like, why? Well, I think that's where it gets yeah. like I don't understand. I think
0: that's where it gets like dicey though, because then you get into like the players' like decision, yeah, and like, culture. The, yeah, and then you get. I think it's like a lot. Com- more complicated than you think it is Liam and this, uh, the thing that I think what should happen is like there should be some type of like clause to be like okay no one c- not everyone could just take a veteran minimum like there should be like a standard yeah. for like certain yeah. players it's like rough, you have to take at least 10 mil because I think this or is like you broken. have to like yeah. like you can't make it so easy on teams caps to like welcome any player like the Nets yeah. have, like Blake Griffin and like L- like LA, like LA is a veteran's minimum because he's he's been in the like he's like thirty something, like he's oh, like yeah, how much like value thirty five, yeah. like but Drummond's like twenty what twenty seven, yeah, and he's like yeah, getting he's getting that little money, and like same That's with crazy. like Blake Griffin to next end as well, like you you just shouldn't be allowing these kind of players to like, I don't know, like even like even LA, like he should be like, even though, like not even going for a veteran, he should be at least like six or seven mil, like at least make it harder for a team to sign like players. Um, like all-star, yeah, like potential all-star caliber players, or even that were all-star caliber players, to to their team and making super teams, because like the big markets yeah. are gonna win every time. Like we this. said, there, yeah, there's yeah, really no exactly. chance for a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's true. But also, like you can see from the player's perspective too. Like I think it's not like they're forced to do. Like I'm sure Lamarcus Aldridge is more mm-hmm. than happy to be in Brooklyn, and taking a veteran's venue after being in the B- NBA for like what 14 years, 13 years, and being. Never winning a championship or being on like an, on a team that's passed the second round of the, like a conference, uh, in the conference uh, playoffs. So I mean I kind of get it. Like, you think he really cares? He's got all the money. All he wants is just to win.
1: Yeah, no, but that's kind of what I understand. Dre, obviously, you say it is more complicated than what I'm making it out to be, and yeah, it is. They basically do it because they want to curate goodwill with the agents, right? So that because yeah, the agents yeah. know all the players, but on face value, exactly. it's basically. Like if you look at Drummond, it's and Drummond in Cleveland, it's okay, our team sucks. You're a part of that. You're not a winning player, and you've sucked for us pretty much. So instead of trying to trade you, we're just gonna not play you and then we're gonna pay you a bunch of money to basically pick your own destination and go yeah, I know. title chase. That's like the dream. I know dream I, I, I know it's more complicated yeah. than that, but on face value it's kind of ridiculous and broken system in my yeah. opinion.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah, those are definitely interesting. We'll see what happens with them and how they look like in their, in their new teams. I know that hurts. Andre's having Drummond uh, on his fantasy yeah. team going to the Lakers. I don't know Lakers are pretty hurt uh, right now, so short term, it kind of true.
1: That's yeah. not too
0: bad. That's true.
1: Do you think he has yeah. a maybe um, quickly? Why don't you guys give me your two biggest or your biggest impact guy? Is it Drummond? Biggest impact buyout guy? Is it Drummond? Yeah, I
0: think. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Because Marcus Gasol has not been great for the Lakers right now.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see if he's like because oh, yeah, oh, yeah. with course, Cleveland, Mar- he was, his usage yeah. was sky high. It's gonna be I I yeah. can't see it being very high with the yeah. Lakers, but we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, same.
0: And and also like I just think Lamarcus Aldridge going into like uh, the Nets, like he's not gonna be starting because he's not like a defensive uh, minded player that they need him like they need from him to be in the like, starting lineup. Like I think DeAndre Jordan's gonna start. They're both like big guys, um, and if they want to go small, they're just gonna go Blake Griffin, right? So. I don't think it's that much. I like. I think it's he's still a really good player. I just don't think it's like as big as like Drummond's impact will be in in the Lakers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's the way the NBA is going right now. We just got to embrace it. We'll see yeah. how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So I think we'll, we'll we'll pretty much wrap this up now. Um, we're about to max out in time, but yeah, I just want to say thank you again to everyone participating in the bracket challenge. I know I was speaking to a few of you um basically you're keeping me up on, with your brackets and uh, i know there's some really close to be, a, it's gonna be a close finish to the end uh we have we have uh john gilland uh taylor bates uh sure money senior our boy ryan shout out um we have nathan uh rania our boy uh and we have our boy jacob from amateur hour sports up there as well so we have uh, a lot of people con- contending for that last uh for that gift card and good luck to all of you where we'll be watching um, I know Andres, you're getting up there too. You probably finish what, like maybe like top five, yeah. Maybe, depending a, if the, if it I'm cuts right. I'm hopeful
1: for a top five.
0: But yeah. Um. I don't know where I am. I think I'm I'm 36. Liam, do you know where you are?
1: No, I was just oh. gonna jump in, and you listed a bunch of people there. If any of those guys want to reach out to me and let me know how to make a good bracket, I could use some tips. Cause <laughs> been way off, been far off for for years now. I think my last good bracket was when uh, Oregon went to the final four there, because I I did have that. That was my think, last big win. That you're was you're tied- four or five years ago.
0: Yeah, you're tied sixty-seventh. Mm. Um you have Gonzaga winning, so you could climb a little bit. We'll see. Yeah, um that, I think you should take your own advice, so is go with uh go with your head not. Yeah, that, right.
1: that is it. That is it. There you go.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah, because that's that your first bracket was when we didn't hate each other. So I think that's when you started yeah. using your head a bit more. <laughs> no,
1: but yeah, yeah, no I think rivalry. that first bracket caused us caused us to have a rivalry, especially Dre, because I had Oregon over Kansas and you remember we were at that yeah. that party and Oregon the Kansas party. was on and uh, yeah. Oregon one I don't know if he, we're a bit off topic now but it's the end we're w- rambling a bit there was that that other yeah, guy had the, he had the Kansas shirt on and Dre had the Kansas know, shirt on I as know. well and uh, Kansas loses Dre's all all sad and the other guy just takes his Kansas shirt off and keeps partying so casually he's, <laughs> so casually <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I don't even care about them anyway Dre's actually like kansas had a good team Dre's obviously draw, a good yeah team. he's like yeah. just
0: drawing the middle he's like in marvin's room in the middle of the party yeah goes <laughs> goes up to the guy being like oh man that sucks eh and the guy's
1: like oh i actually took the shirt off i don't even care about them <laughs> yeah i <and>, know uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was so baffled that's, <laughs> I thought, that's hilarious so much so
0: much restraint in numbers yeah actually yeah. <laughs> sitting there by myself uh, yeah <laughs> yeah actually do forever. that's hilarious um, but yeah that will wrap things up here thank you everyone participating for listening in again um, we'll catch you next week with the results by then we'll have the um, NCAA champion and hopefully it's the Baylor Bears go Bears so thank you everyone for listening thanks Liam thanks Andres we'll see you guys next week peace we love you Norm <laughs> <laughs>